Do you like games? Cool. Do you like fantasy football? Well, you're here. Do you like games about fantasy football? Sweet. I have the perfect podcast for you. Dynasty Game Night, hosted by yours truly, Russ Fisher, Matt Price, John Bosch, and Rocky Petrella. We play games about fantasy football. You might learn a little something, but really, we're just here to have fun. So if you like playing a game about a game about a game, then check out Dynasty Game Night, a proud member of the DLF family of podcasts. Welcome to the DLF Dynasty Podcast with your host, Dan Myler. Ryan McDowell and Matt Price. Yeah, we are the DLF Dynasty Podcast. I'm Dan, that's Ryan, and welcome in to the latest installment of the show. It's episode 579, and once again, Ryan, we are rolling without Matt Price. He is out there preparing for his Canton trip, everything uh, exciting going on this coming weekend, so it's just the two of us. Listen, I'm going to Canton too, and I'm here. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what his uh, sorry excuse is. No, no, no. We're uh, we're gonna we're gonna miss Matt tonight, but uh, yeah, we we get some good stuff to talk about. Yeah, we certainly do. There's um, there's there's we got kind of a unique show this week. Not not anything specific that we're highlighting. It feels like recently we've talked a lot about a rookie show or a running back show or something like that. We're going to spread it out this week. We got, we're going to talk about some fringe starters. We have a roster cloggers segment as we jump in the dynasty DeLorean. That'll be uh, a fun conversation as well. And then um, we also have a little bit of news to hit on in this episode of the show. So let's get right into it uh, right now. The startup. Ryan, it feels like we've been waiting on this news for years at this point. It really uh, it's certainly been months. Uh, we finally got word from the league. Alvin Kamara suspended three games for his involvement in the altercation in Las Vegas. There's there's a lot of like subtext going on with, with what happened here. There was the whole uh, request to meet with Roger Goodell. Maybe that helped his case. Uh, he's a pretty charismatic guy. So I think that meeting probably went his way. There are a lot of people out there expecting a four or maybe even six game suspension for Kamara. It ends up just three games. Doesn't sound like there's going to be any appeal to that. Uh, Kamara is going to accept that. So miss the first three weeks of the year. It seems like if you're an Alvin Kamara supporter, if you have him on your dynasty roster, this is almost as good as it could have been. You're going to miss him the first three weeks of this coming season, and then hopefully he jumps right into his role as an RB2 on your roster. Yeah, absolutely. This is, I, I agree, this is best case uh, if you've got Kamara on your roster. And uh, honestly, we've we've seen over the past few months especially, but really over the past year, we've seen Kamara's value uh, first slowly drop and then really tumble, really fall off the, uh, fall off the face of the earth. Almost. He is down there now at RB 35, uh, barely inside the top 100 overall dynasty players, which just feels, uh, feels crazy. Uh, 
but I think with this, I think this three game suspension is ultimately good news for him, for his managers, uh, dynasty managers. And I think we're going to see that, that dynasty ADP bounce back a little bit. Uh, if not coming up in August, we'll have that data on the site soon. Uh, then, then certainly by the time the season rolls around in September. Yeah. Like you said, the, the value slowly dropped. His production sharply dropped, yeah. though, last season, uh, especially if you look at a per-touch um, sample size. that Last year, was it wasn't the Alvin Kamara of his rookie or second season when he took the league by storm and instantly became a dynasty RB1 and a guy w- that was really a building block. He's now lumped in with the rest of these 26, 27-year-old running backs, Ryan, and he he's no longer that guy. He's he's now uh, one of those players that we hope to continue to get production out of for a couple more seasons that we can continue to click their name, put them in our starting lineup every week. But the truth is, you know, you look at redraft ADP, and even that, you his ADP, and and maybe it was all this suspension. His ADP has slipped drastically, right? Yeah, you're talking about a ninth round, tenth round ADP over there on underdog, and that's in a best ball format where where maybe that that suspension doesn't hurt you quite as much, or you can read that a couple of different ways, I guess. So um, expectations are are a lot lower now for Elvin Kamara. They also brought in Jamal Williams, gave him a significant contract by by running back standards anyway uh for for the these days and then Kendra Miller was drafted he's waiting in the wings they brought Kareem Hunt in for a visit we'll see what happens with that this week if anything it seems like the Saints might be preparing themselves for post Elvin Kamara well I think they have to I mean not only because of this off the field issue but as you said that uh that production drop that we saw last year and I mean, it certainly was not the same Kamara that that we had been used to for so many years. That was pretty easy to see, uh, whether you're uh, watching the games or or just box score scouting. It it was not the not the same guy that we had, uh, you know, loved having in that RB one spot for so many years. So, uh, you're you're right. I, I do think, as I said, I do think we could see a little bit of a value gain here, uh, but ultimately, he's he's one of those guys that. Um, is kind of becoming a a week to week guy. We're going to talk about roster cloggers later. I I don't think he's in that group yet um, where he essentially has no value, but I mean, this, uh, this time next year, we could be saying that possibly. Yeah. Again, an older running back. I just looked at that underdog ADP He's actually the RB 28 over there on underdog. So even, even the redraft community right now is, is looking at him as an RB three because of yeah. what's going on off the field, but also what happened on the field last season. It's a, it's a sharp contrast to how we were valuing him just a, just a couple of seasons ago when, when he, again, was a centerpiece on our dynasty rosters. So um, as far as those first three weeks go, Ryan, it seems like the expectation will be that Jamal Williams will, will carry the load early. Uh, maybe Kendra Miller gets to a full-time uh, practice, practicing full-time and, and gets on the field a little bit to mix in. Maybe they bring in another back, whether it's Hunt or another, but feels like Jamal Williams is in line to potentially be uh, a nice little bargain for dynasty managers that are holding him over from the Detroit days and, and maybe hoping to get some flex uh, flex startable weeks out of the veteran. 
Yeah, I, I think we this is this is great news for Jamal Williams. Even after his big season last year, seems like he's been undervalued. Uh, I mean, part of that is is certainly the the crowd there in New Orleans and the uncertainty of how this situation would play out. And I mean, if we have if we have Kamara at a full go and Kendra Miller uh, at a full go, then I think Williams is is the third option. But that's just not going to be the case for these first three weeks. So we're talking Titans in Week One. Panthers in week two and and then your Green Bay uh, Green Bay Packers in week three so pretty decent start for the Saints uh, and and a good outlook I think for Jamal Williams so uh, yeah if you've got him on your roster he looks like a guy who could be uh, a, a starter at least the first couple weeks of the season. Kendra Miller has gotten a lot of attention from dynasty managers as a long-term prospect Ryan he's a guy that of course, had that knee injury last season in college, but passed his physical right before training camp. He's been getting mixed in slowly, according to uh, according to beat writers down there in New Orleans. And I would say the expectation is for him to uh, learn from these veterans, really, uh, through the first half of the season. Maybe he makes some kind of impact late in his rookie year. Uh, maybe he's forced into a little bit more of a role early depending on how Williams uh, does in those first few weeks. But uh, what are, what are your, what's your gut telling you about Kendra Miller right now? Is it, is it saying we got to hold on to him and see what we have in 2024, or maybe he could be one of those second half of his rookie season rookies that come through for us. Yeah. It's, it's almost kind of, it's just unfortunate the way it worked out and it almost kind of makes the pick a, a curious one by the saints knowing that they might mm-hmm. need that help early in the season uh, with with the Kamara suspension uh, and, and Kendra Miller still coming off that uh, that injury that ended his college season early, college career early, I should say. So um, th- that, that pick always kind of surprised me, I guess I would say. But ultimately, I, I still like the talent of Kendra Miller. I still like him long-term. Um, and I, I do think we could get something out of him this season. Uh, of course, the opportunity is going to come at the beginning of the season if he can actually uh, prove that he's fully healthy. Uh, but if not, I, I still think we could see him have a role by the end of the year in that Saints offense. Miller, of course, uh, is a downhill runner. He he uh, He likes to run behind his pads, and he has just enough speed, enough of that burst to make big plays. So, he makes he makes guys miss. He was a fun player to watch in in college, and we'll see how that translates to the next level. I'm excited about that landing spot, although I, I scratch my head as well for the same reasons there, Ryan. We'll see if uh, if he can squeeze a little bit of production out of his rookie season, or if we're going to be waiting for year two. Either way, Kamara will be back in week four. He's going to miss the first three games of the 2023 season. Uh, after that, we'll see which version of AK-47 we end up getting back. Scratch it. Ryan, have you ever confused Andre Kirilenko's nickname and mm. uh, Elvin Kamara's? Because that's what I just did. Yeah, that, that's you're, you're pretty close. You're, you're close. <laughs> All right. AK, AK something, AK right? was right. <laughs> Uh, let's get into strat chat here. Um, Kamara, of course, wears number 41. Uh, we're going to talk about some fringe fringe starters um, and, and kind of look at it from the perspective of a startup, 
Ryan. Let's, uh, yeah. you know, I, I know a lot of people out there probably think when you're when you're building your roster in those first ten rounds, you're looking for your starters or eight rounds, whatever it might be. You're gonna you're gonna pick your starters. But the truth is, we in the dynasty community, a lot of times are taking upside in those first six, eight, ten picks of the draft. And then if we want to st- remain competitive early on while we wait for those young studs to develop. We need to take some veterans that can we can check the box next to their name every week, put them in the starting lineup. So let's try to identify some players after round uh, round 10 of our ADP that we think can help out in the short term and, and still offer enough long term appeal to be good fits in those double digit rounds. And um, we, we were taking a look at some ADP coming into this month or this month's ADP. And, you know, I'm wondering, they're in round 10, they're in round 11, right in that range. Is there a player specifically that you think, man, that's the guy I would draft because I need to be able to start him this year? Yeah, there's there's a couple that stand out. And I, um, I, I mean, I feel like I found myself in this situation so often that um, whether I've loaded up at the wide receiver position, as I often do, or... <laughs> Uh, as you mentioned, maybe I, I've just got too many young guys who I, I like long-term, but I can't start them when week one rolls around. And then I get to these double-digit rounds, and I've got to find I've got to find those guys that I do feel good about, uh, maybe if it's even only for one year. And, and there are some, uh, some guys here that stand out and starting in round 11, and I think I've got to start at the, at the very top here. Uh, 11-01, 121st player overall is David Njoku. He's the tight end 13, really had a little bit of a, of a breakout season last year with the Browns. Uh, and he's back there again. He was the tight end one in half of his games last year. And I think finding that, that tight end that you feel good about, and especially finding the quarterback that you feel good about is a lot easier in this range than finding that wide receiver that you want to start. No doubt. In fact, when I was going through this ADP, Ryan, I, I highlighted some names and it seemed like there were a few quarterbacks and a, and a couple of tight ends that that uh, kind of caught my eye. Typically, when we're. We are focused on those wide receivers and trying to mix in those running backs with high upsides in those opening rounds and, and maybe even into the double digit rounds. And now we might even be looking for a starting quarterback at this point, yep. especially in single quarterback leagues. And there are a handful of quarterbacks that, that kind of jump off, off at you. Um, if you had to go with a running back though, one name that kind of jumped off to me was Damian Harris, who mm-hmm. comes in at 135 and running back 44. So uh, down there just a little bit lower. But if you're looking for a player to get some production out of, just 25 years old, uh, in fact, I think just turned 26, actually, um, but still has a lot of tread on the tires, never went over 202 carries in a single season there for the Patriots. And although he hasn't shown great hands or hasn't been used in that way, and, and we really don't expect him to be used in that way in Buffalo, I think it's relatively safe to say that if they're going to hand it to a running back at the goal line, it's probably going to be Damian Harris. He he has a history of being a good uh, goal line running back. In fact, l- just last season, 
uh, or just a couple of seasons ago in 2021, that was that big breakout year with 15 touchdowns. A lot of those came from five yards and in. I, I get that there's a lot of dynasty managers that might be shaking their head right now and saying, wait a minute, Josh Allen, he's their goal line back. Yeah. Uh, and that may be true, but I, I think you could get a little bit of production out of Damian Harris, fill a flex spot with a guy like that uh, after getting the upside earlier on in the draft. Yeah, totally agree. Love the, I uh, love the Damian Harris call. He was on my list for sure. I mean, last year was a little bit of a lost season for Damian Harris, had the injury. He was in and out of the lineup and Ramondre Stevenson was, was really taking over that backfield. But if you focus on the two seasons prior, Damian Harris was a top 24 running back over half of his games. Um, so yeah. not quite the ceiling that, that maybe you would get from one of those backs earlier in the draft. But I mean, again, we're talking about double digit, uh, double digit rounds here, 11, 12th round and a, a player that potentially could slide right into your week one starting lineup again, as that RB three or as a flex. Uh, I like Damian Harris, the, the other running back I had, I had down and, this one's a little a little shakier, I would say, but Samaj P. Ryan. Uh, I'm, I know okay. we, we talked about Javante Williams recently, and he, he seemingly got some good news. I'm, I'm not quite ready to buy back in fully. So he's, he's another guy, and, and Jamal Williams is in this draft range as well, or this ADP range. He's another guy kind of like Williams. Maybe we can use him early in the season and then uh, see what happens in that Broncos backfield if – if Javante's healthy, then maybe that changes. But uh, I've been I've been grabbing P Ryan in, in in both certainly in underdog drafts, but in in my dynasty leagues as well to plug him in as that early season starter. Yeah, everybody knows I love the contract leagues. I love those leagues with salaries and and contracts and stuff like that. And P Ryan was a guy that was available in a lot of those types of leagues this off season. I was trying to scoop him up as well. I I was really thinking from the angle of that early season production, but I think there might be some standalone value and maybe that even lasts into 2024 uh, there in Denver. You got to remember Sean Payton kind of, kind of handpicked Samaj P. Ryan to play a role in that offense. And I I trust Sean Payton with his running back choices uh, going back a long ways with the Saints. I had one other running back on my list, and I, I we've spoken about him just a little bit here recently. It's Rashad Penny. And lots of dynasty managers have been burned, of course, by Penny in the past four or five years. He, there was a report earlier this week, or uh, maybe late last week, Ryan, I don't know if you saw it, that Rashad Penny finally figured out how to stay healthy. He's 27 years old now, of course. He, uh, he inked that one-year deal with the Eagles I think it was about a million bucks, maybe some, maybe some incentives to, or incentives to get up to 2 million, but it was clear that nobody in the league or, or very few people in the league believe that Rashad Penny can stay healthy. I, I'm certainly not one of them either. I, I don't believe he'll stay, stay healthy, but what I do know is that he's a good running back when he is healthy. He makes so many guys missed. In fact, He's in the he's in the 99th percentile in the league over the last two seasons, uh, regardless of sample size and forced tackles missed. He played behind an awful offensive line in Seattle and and ripped off a lot of big runs, a lot of big gains and a lot of made, made a lot of dynasty players champions here a couple of years yep. ago. Now he's going to go play in Philadelphia, where they have one of the best offensive lines of the league, maybe maybe with the exception of right guard, which is a question throughout training camp here this year. 
Penny, if he's healthy, he's going to be a top 15 running back in production. But healthy might only last 15 minutes. And it, it may, but if it if it lasts 15 weeks, he might be a league winner. And in round 12, I think I'm okay rolling the dice with Rashad Penny. Yeah, the the thing, I mean, the good news about Penny is that is while his value has increased um, since he signed with the uh, since he signed with the Eagles. Again, we're still talking about RB 43, 134 overall. So the, the price is not uh, so high that uh, he's, you know, he's been priced out for those non-believers like you, Dan, and, and like me as well. And I mean, Rashad Penny is just, he's the ticking time bomb, right? And we don't know when he's, when he's going to go off. We don't know when he's going to get hurt. Like you said, maybe he gives you one or two games. Maybe he gives you, uh, somehow a full season. Uh, but regardless in this value range, when we're talking about guys like Samaj P Ryan, like Damian Harris, uh, again, Jamal Williams is on this list uh, in this, in this range. I, I think Penny is certainly the one with the highest upside and probably the one with the lowest floor as well. Yeah. That, that report that Penny thinks he, he finally figured out how to stay healthy. That, <laughs> that made me smile. I, I like that one a little, little late on there, Rashad. Uh, let's pivot to another position, Ryan, because another player I had highlighted uh, was, is an oldie, but a real goodie. He's, he's been number one on our ADP in the past. And now you'll find him way down at 141 and wide receiver 62. It's Odell Beckham Jr. And I've talked about him a few times I, you know, there's a lot of mouths to feed there in Baltimore. He's certainly not going to be the number one option with Andrews manning the tight end position. I really like the fit here. They gave him all that money to be their number one wide receiver on the outside. And we, we heard reports that maybe Odell thought about retiring, hanging him up. I think, I think he, he yearns for that, uh, for that limelight once again, to be the guy in an offense and, it's going to be there in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. I love the fit, and I really feel like even if you only get a year or two of Odell being OBJ again, uh, that's well worth the risk down here uh, at 141 overall. Yeah, I, I didn't put OBJ on my list because I knew you would peg him as as one of your guys to talk about. Okay, uh, I, you, you've been kind of on that train for a while, and and I'm with you. Uh, I'm I'm kind of excited to see him in that Todd Munkin offense. Um, I'm I'm not a Rashad Bateman believer, and and he's at least last time I checked, still not back out on that practice field. So, um, I mean, we're we're looking at a really a, a strong chance for. Uh, Beckham to to be a contributor and to be a starter to be um, a, a guy who sees tons of snaps and potentially targets. So again, that's, this this is the best thing about this uh, range of values. These guys are just so cheap in startup drafts. Um, the, I mean, the the only trouble is narrowing it down to to which one you actually want to uh, to go with. But I, yeah, I like the Beckham call. I was torn on a couple of wide receivers and these guys are maybe a little bit of a stretch for our discussion of, of guys you can plug in in your starting lineup, but I think they have a lot of upside. I'm looking at Rondell Moore at 132 and Sky yep. Moore at 128. So if you're picking between one of those Moore brothers and you know you need that 
wide receiver three, or you need that last flex spot, which one are you going to go with? Well, it, of course <laughs> it, it depends on roster composition. If you really need to click his name in year one and you're really thinking you can contend, I guess you got to go with Rondale more, but the truth is, I'd much rather take Sky more and roll the dice that that, that was a, a red shirt season in Kansas City. Of course, he had the big game in the playoffs, right? He caught that touchdown in the playoffs, and and we or maybe that was the Super Bowl, even uh, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And you know that makes you that gives you just a little bit of hope. And there's so much need uh, on the on the edges out there in Kansas City with that quarterback, that coaching staff, everything going on there. I'd much rather buy into that system and that quarterback than what's going down down in Arizona. Rondale Moore, he's flashed. He's shown us yeah. some PPR, especially upside, to get the ball in his hands, yak yards, and uh, maybe even be a weapon right around the goal line on those short throws. So I, I like both players, but I, I think I'm, I'm. it might be a little bit more gutsy to go with Sky Moore. He's actually a few spots higher in ADP, but I'm – I'm kind of buying in on the second year hype with Sky Moore and I might get duped on this one. <laughs> well, again, if, if you do, I'm with you. I'm, I'm taking Sky Moore here as well. Um, and, and, you know, the, he's, he's not a safe starter. Um, you know, Beckham's not either. Rondell Moore is certainly not, but I mean, I mean, we're still talking about a guy who potentially is the wide receiver one for the chiefs the the top receiver uh, wide receiver target for Patrick Mahomes and even if it's a you know just a chance at that and even if Travis Kelsey's the real top target as as we know it, it he is uh, I I think I've got to use that Chiefs uh, offense as the tiebreaker here and I I would prefer Sky Moore as well if I had to pick a tight end and there's there's really a handful of them you could go with. Uh, you could go with some of the youth that's available in this range. There's Trey McBride from last year's class and Michael Mayer and Luke Musgrave from this year's class. The guy I really, uh, that grabs my attention and we've talked about a few times is Chig Oconquo. Um, so we probably don't have to waste a lot of time with him. What about the rest of these tight ends? There's guys like Cole Komet who got the big contract that, the Chicago front office clearly believes in Cole Komet more than dynasty managers do, Ryan. And then if you even go deeper into the draft, you see na- a name like Jawan Johnson. Maybe maybe he's the guy at tight end in New Orleans and, and could really fit in with Carr down there. Are, is there another tight end? I know you already talked about Najoku that that you think if you if you had to wait at the position or you were looking for that tight end too or, or whatever the reason may be in a startup, Maybe there is some some gold to be mined out of this range. There's there's a lot of tight ends in this range I like, but again, from that standpoint of looking for the guy that you can plug in as your potential starter, it's got to be that name you just mentioned, Jawan Johnson, tight end twenty yeah. in our most recent ADP, one sixty overall. Uh, love the upside from him. Uh, you know, still a young player, not even twenty seven years old yet. They definitely have some competition there at the tight end position in New Orleans, but don't say the old man's name. 
He doesn't belong in this podcast. Well, I don't even know if I don't know if he belongs in the tight end conversation. Uh, <laughs> but they they uh, the Saints did bring in Foster Moreau, of course, one of the really one of the great stories of the offseason. Uh, I think that's 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 kind of interesting that they made that move, and you know maybe that's just a depth play. But Foster Moreau was one of those uh, young tight backup tight ends that we've been chasing and trying to make a thing for a few years now, and uh, never had happened with the Raiders, but we'll, we'll see what happens in new Orleans. I do like Juwan Johnson digging even deeper, really, as far as the starting tight end, Gerald Everett, tight end 27, 200 overall in that ADP, uh, man, really even outside of the range of guys we were talking about, but, uh, I, I love him as a guy you can just plug in and start really right away. There are so many. I mean, yep. Irv Smith Jr. is way down there. He's tight end 21. Uh, Mike Gusecki could reinvigorate his career in New England with that one-year contract. What if he does something there? Jake Ferguson is like the cheapest tight end in the world. He's getting good reviews out of Dallas. Good chance he's going to be the starter early on, especially with Schoonmaker uh, banged up now in Dallas. The, I'm, the list just keeps going on and on. The only position we haven't hit on here so far Ryan is that quarterback position. So I'm wondering if you, maybe, maybe you waited on quarterback took Kyler Murray and now you have to get a guy that can get you some production early on. Cause you have a contender. Is there one or two names in here at quarterback where you're like, that's the guy, that's the one I'm going to choose right now to get early production until Kyler gets back in this single quarterback league. And I can roll with a stud like him. I mean, it's got to be Kirk Cousins, quarterback 17, yeah. 137. It was a overall. layup, right? <laughs> like, it feels like free money. He was a quarterback one nine times last year. Nine times gave you QB1 numbers, including, I mean, you look at the, the fantasy playoffs. Week 14, 31 fantasy points. Week, uh, week 15, 37 fantasy points, and then gives you 27 more in week 16. Of course, uh, week 17, title game for most leagues. Uh, he he uh, played your Packers and only scored 12 fantasy points. So we won't we won't talk about that one. But um, yeah, lo- love the value on Kirk Cousins. Uh, Daniel Jones, fine option as well. A little bit higher on the list. Uh, but uh, yeah, as you said, if you got uh, if you got Kyler Murray, Anthony Richardson is another. If you draft Anthony Richardson yeah. as your QB one, but maybe you you want that insurance policy. It's Kirk Cousins in round 12. Yeah, Cousins was my choice as well. There are a few other options. You mentioned Jones. I also, if Matt was here, he'd say Geno Smith, my guy Geno Smith, uh, 32 years old. Russell Wilson, if you buy into Denver, kind of reinvigorating his career. Aaron Rodgers is down there at quarterback 23. He sounds like he wants to play for a couple more years. So maybe he moves (laughs) up a spot or two over the, over the next uh, handful of months. Even if you dig way deeper than that, Matthew Stafford's way down there at quarterback 28. As long as he's healthy, maybe he puts up some numbers. Um, There's, there's always value to be mined with those veteran quarterbacks Russell Wilson was the second name that I thought of after Kirk Cousins. If you're if you're going to wait even longer than that, uh, I could see him turning things around with this new coaching staff in Denver. We'll see how that plays out. So uh, I guess that's that's some fringe starters from the mid to late rounds in your startups. Um, I think this is 
a pretty good exercise for really the trade market yeah. as well. There's a lot of teams out there that are, are one player away or think they're one player away, but don't want to give up that first round pick or don't want to package a bunch of players together to get that player to put them over the top. There's some, there's some value players for you. Uh, let's move on to the DeLorean. Let's hop in the Dynasty DeLorean. Where we're going, we don't need ADP. Ryan, we teased it in the open. We're going to talk about roster cloggers. And we in the Dynasty community define a roster clogger as a player who can't start, but you can't get anything for him on the trade market, and you really don't want to drop him because of name value or another reason. It's the worst, especially when you have multiple players on your roster. You got a 24-man roster, 25, 30-man roster, and there's two or three spots where you think to yourself, it's worthless. I can't do anything with this guy. We were, we, we've talked about it regularly, but there are so many roster cloggers out there right now. Yep. If, you had to, if you had to put a player's face in the dictionary next to roster clogger, Ryan, right now, Who's that guy in the league that just is clogging every roster he's on? Uh, man, there's so many. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Michael Gallup. I think I think he's the yep. he's, he's the, a good one. <laughs> he's the definition right now, and and you kind of laid it out. You can't start him. He doesn't have any trade value, but you know if you drop him, he's getting scooped up almost immediately, and and. I mean, my theory on on roster cloggers is if if you truly believe that that player is a roster clogger, that that they're never going to be starter starter worthy or never going to recoup any trade value, then you should want other teams to pick up those players. So if if you know whether it's listening to us, listening to uh, reading your favorite analyst, whatever that might be, or, or if it's just your own decisions, if you can identify those roster cloggers, get them off your roster and hope that somebody else spends a spot on them. Um, the the other reason that I went with Gallup is just focused, fo- really focused on that wide receiver position. I think it's a lot easier to identify wide receivers that are roster cloggers versus running backs because it's, I mean, we know the running back position. There's so many injuries probably three or four times over the past six or seven years, I would have called Latavius Murray a roster clogger and he keeps getting a job and he keeps getting started in fantasy leagues. uh, And, and he proves that he wasn't really a roster clogger. He did still have, uh, at least some some short term value. So these guys we're looking at, we don't think they're ever going to have value again. Whether it's um, trade value, certainly, uh, but not even worth starting in in uh, you know a week or two stretch. Yeah, there were four or five wide receivers. He could have picked any one of them, and I would have said, "Yep, that's the right <laughs> guy." Gallup is an excellent choice over the last couple of years. He's really struggled to get on the field, first of all. Just eight games in 2021, 35 catches for 40, 445 yards and two touchdowns, roster clogger. Last year, finally gets back on the field, play, starts 11 games for the Cowboys, 74 targets, 39 catches, 424, and four. 2023, we're, we're in the DeLorean. It's going to be like 69 targets, 
37 receptions, 440 yards, and two touchdowns. This You can't start him. You're not going to trade him for anything. There, there's somebody in the league that will pick him up, and you're right. You, you, should, you should want that player, uh, that fellow manager, to pick that player up. Another name that I thought of right away, and this one's horrible because we've both been fans of this player in the past. It's Allen Robinson. Mm, Over yeah. the last couple of years, we've wanted him on our teams. We were buying the dip, buying that value, and it's just not happening. Now, they claim over there in Pittsburgh, no, he's he's healthy. He's finally that guy again. We'll see throughout this preseason and the regular season. They have so many mouths to feed right now. Can you imagine right now, Ryan, setting a lineup in 2023 and clicking the box next to Allen Robinson's name? <laughs> Uh, absolutely not. Allen Robinson's last wide receiver one game was week 14 of 2020. Goodness. (laughs) Yeah. So no, no, Allen Robinson, unfortunately, I mean, that's, this is a player that we were, we were uh, pushing this time last year as, as a guy who got that fresh start and he finally had the quarterback. I, I, I bought in so many people bought in, uh, but not anymore. I'm giving up. Yeah. Roster clogger for sure. He's got another fresh start uh, this year in Pittsburgh, a, a relatively good situation. And I wouldn't be surprised if he gets another fresh start again next year. Uh, another name that pops off to me, Ryan, among wide receivers, Devontae Parker for the Patriots. It, it, did anybody start Devontae Parker in an, in a fantasy football matchup last year? If you did, you were in you were in real lean times on that wide receiver depth chart. You had multiple injuries or just had an awful draft. Uh, I I look at his name on a roster and think to myself, I can't hand, I can't, I don't want him. I, there's nothing about him. That makes me think I'll ever be able to start him once again. You gonna you gonna start Devontae Parker with any amount of confidence anywhere? You know, I, I did not include Devontae Parker on my list because I was thinking, you know, he's potentially the wide receiver one in 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 New England, which is crazy. I looked at his numbers last year though. He did have two wide receiver one games. But he had, oh. he had zero. Were you able to pick those two games? I, I was not actually. <laughs> uh, one of them was week eighteen, which which we know doesn't matter too much. So, um, yeah, the rest of his games, he was outside of the top twenty four wide receivers. Um, so you're you're. Abs- I have a hard time believing he had two wide receiver one games when he caught thirty one passes last year and just three touchdowns. Well, most, that is why most of them must have been in. Uh, either in week three or week 18. (laughs) That's when he did his damage. I got duped so bad on Devontae Parker when he was coming into the league. Oh, it it hurts. Mm. Is there another name for you that uh, off your roster clogger list that we got to highlight before we move on to our future roster cloggers? Yeah. I mean, there's certain there's, there's a few, most of them are wide receivers uh, I guess Donovan. Pe- I got a running back that we gotta talk about. Okay, here in a minute. Donovan Peoples Jones would be the other one. I w- I would say like, okay, yeah. Just again, I can't imagine ever starting him. Uh, they brought in some competition there in Cleveland. Um, really, really no trade value. Didn't really even have trade value last year, honestly, uh, when he was the wide receiver two there. So yeah, just just not a guy I want. But I know if I drop him, somebody else will grab him. Which again, that's a good thing. Yeah. Drop him. 
That's a good thing. You're right about that. I, I had other wide receivers as well. I included Marquez Valdez, Scantling, and Robert Woods, who I've loved Robert Woods in the past. I've clicked his name many times in the past in my starting lineup. I guess maybe there's a 1% chance that he becomes the guy in Houston, but I, I just don't believe it. I think he's a roster clogger now. The running back I was alluding to there was, it's Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think it's over. I think we're done clicking his name. He's proven to us that he's nothing more than an average running back in the NFL. And if you can't do it in Kansas City, I don't know if you can do it anywhere. Last year in in 10 games, uh, he did you know, Ryan, that he, he barely cracked 300 yards rushing last yeah. year? And he his, uh, he scored just just a couple touchdowns, of course. This guy, we—he was—he was like a top five running back in dynasty at one point. He was the RB one in his class over much better options, and it just—it's never worked. It, oh, it's, it's is a roster you, you can drop him. Yeah, I didn't have him on my list either. Maybe that's because I'm one of those guys who, uh, at least in one league, took him at 101. And oh, uh, yeah, right. Roster clogger. You cer- he certainly Roster has no clogger. trade value. Yeah, you can't get anything for him. I, I, if you if you sent the offer for a third round pick, you'd you'd get a, the quick rejection. Of course, he averaged four point three yards per carry every year, but looks like he's averaging three point four. It's it's ridiculous, mm-hmm. really. Let's uh, let's move on to the fun part of the segment, and that's identifing future roster cloggers. We're in the DeLorean. We have set our sights on 2024, 2025, 2026, whatever it may be. And we need to identify a player or group of players that we think are future roster cloggers. These are most likely players that we think have future value right now, but they're never going to realize it, Ryan. Is there a guy for you that, that you think that is a future roster clogger? Yeah, there's quite a few actually. And and I was thinking about this again, I focus mostly on that wide receiver position. I think that's where most roster cloggers come from. And I mean, when we talk about a roster clogger, the difference between that player and just simply a player that you wouldn't even consider rostering is that, that the roster clogger has done something to keep keep themselves on, on, on dynasty rosters, whether it was high draft capital um, uh, you know, like, like with Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, or, or of course he, he showed some promise early in his career as well. Um, or, or, you know, maybe, maybe these guys are even former superstars, former fantasy superstars. And, and the first one that comes to mind is Michael Thomas, certainly a former fantasy superstar, not a guy that I believe in. I, I think, I don't think we ever really see him make a significant impact again. He's still on dynasty rosters and every single league out there. But I think this as early as this time next year, or maybe by the, uh, by the end of this upcoming season, we could be looking at him as, as a guy that dynasty managers are getting off their roster. Yeah. The only thing keeping him from being a current roster clogger is you can still get something for him out there because of the hype this preseason that he's finally healthy, quote unquote. I say that in quotes, of course. 
and that that you know he he looks as good as he has in years all those things i felt i feel like we've read that book ryan we know how <laughs> this one ends for the last few years I, I i heard a stat here recently like 10 starts in the last three years or something like that yeah roster clogger for well, sure and, now, i mean you yeah, i'm yeah, sorry you mentioned it before uh, before we actually started the show every player is eventually a roster clogger right you know Right. Like you know, you know who's a roster clogger right now that we didn't say, Julio Jones. Who? Julio Jones <laughs> yeah. still still on a roster in basically all of my leagues. Does not have a team. Doesn't look like he will have a team moving forward. Uh, but he's he's still rostered in a bunch of dynasty leagues. We didn't even say him because we were looking at ADP to pull those names, and he's not getting drafted. Get him off your roster. Good point. If. If there's a uh, wide receiver that I think screams future roster clogger, it's Bears wideout Darnell Mooney. Mm. Um, and he, the reason he qualifies as a as a roster clogger is because it was only a couple of years ago when he had those 81 catches, went over a thousand yards, caught the four touchdowns. I think finished as a fringe wide receiver too. And many dynasty managers all over the place were screaming that Mooney was that wide receiver one in Chicago and he was going to be the next big thing. He was, he was a clear wide receiver too, to so many dynasty managers. Well, fast forward through 2022 when you, you couldn't click his name. You couldn't put him in your lineup. He battled a couple injuries. Sure. Now he's, I don't even know if the bears really expect a lot of him beyond this year. And, and it feels to me, Ryan, that maybe Darnell Mooney played above his skill level because there wasn't a lot of talent on that roster. Looked good like so many receivers and, and really any so many players in general have in the past. Darnell Mooney just isn't that good. And I wouldn't be surprised if nobody ever starts him again in a dynasty league. <laughs> Some, somebody out there is, is starting him, unfortunately, but they shouldn't be. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, the Bears, uh, the Bears maybe have a couple of these guys right now uh, in, in chase Claypool as well. And good one, both, both Claypool and Mooney are, are right on the fringe because they, they might already be roster cloggers. I, I don't know that you can yeah. get much of anything for either of those guys, uh, including even a third round pick. Um, I, I guess. Darnell Mooney has an ADP of one thirty six. That is preposterous. It's way too high. <laughs> way too high. Um, you could get Cedric Tillman around later. That That is unbelievable to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, well, I guess that's why they're showing up in the future, uh, future roster cloggers <laughs> and not current. They still have evidently some, some form of value, but uh, not, not to me. Let's go through some more wide receivers. I listed one of your guys. Yeah. It's Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, I thought Ryan. I, I thought Did that he, might come up. Yeah, he's he, he's not a roster clogger yet. He's going to be started this year. In fact, I might start him in a league where I have him this year. I I plan on it. You can't get anything really on the trade market right now for Juju, and haven't been able to for at least a year at this point. Right? It was it was pre Chiefs days, or or maybe right when he landed in Kansas City when when you could maybe scratch out a second round pick or throw in a third round pick to get a second round pick, something like that. Those days are long gone. You're not getting much, if anything, for Juju. But the truth is he's going to catch some passes in New England, probably be 
be one of the top targets there for the Patriots. And maybe you can start him as a flex in, in bi-week situations. Well, here's how, how bad it's gotten. Uh, I called Devonte Parker, the Patriots wide receiver one earlier because I forgot Juju was even there. So yeah. <laughs> Yikes. I still love my guy, but he's, he's dangerously, but close. not enough to know where he plays. He's dangerously <laughs> close to this roster clogger range. Rattle off a few more wide receivers that are future roster cloggers for you, Ryan. Uh, deeper guys, Terrace Marshall, of course, former first round rookie pick. Uh, Josh Palmer, former Might top. Might already be. Yeah, the, these guys are, are close already. Josh Palmer, uh, former top 100 overall dynasty asset. I can't believe that's even true. Nico Collins, a uh, little bit higher range. Gabe Davis, Romeo Dobbs, Kadarius Tony, all. Uh, I mean, essentially, these are guys I don't believe in. So I think we've already seen them start to lose some some fantasy value, some dynasty value, and I expect that to continue. So that's that's really kind of the flag we're planting here with this future roster clogger discussion. Yeah, and and really the flag we're planting is get them off your roster now while you yeah, can still get exactly. something for them, right? Um, I agree with you on a lot of those names. I think Dobbs is a better NFL player than fantasy player for sure. Um, and that may hold true for Gabriel Davis, to be honest with you as well. There are things he does he he does for the Bills offense that they need, right? He takes coverage away from some a part of the field and creates an imbalance. Um, that doesn't show up in the fantasy scorebook, though. And as much as Buffalo and that coaching staff might love Gabriel Davis, that that doesn't help us in our game. Kadarius Tony, same thing. He might run deep and create some space for somebody, but that doesn't help us. Uh, of course, you got to be on the field to be able to run deep. Um, we both listed the same tight end, Ryan. I thought that was kind of interesting. In fact, I think we typed him in at about the same time. <laughs> Another Buffalo Bill. It's Dawson yeah. Knox. Why is he a future roster clogger for you? It's probably got a lot to do with that that rookie that's going to be playing over there. Yeah, I mean, certainly Dalton Kincaid just torpedoed Knox's value. And and I think uh, I think it made a lot of people really look at Knox's game um, as we dug into what his value should be, uh, as we looked at the idea that these two guys could be on the field at the same time, which I, I, I still believe is the case. Uh, but ultimately Knox was, was just a, an inconsistent player already who really needed those, really needed those touchdowns to give us a good, uh, weekly fantasy performance. And those, those are uh, going to be even t- even tougher to predict, and you know most likely even e- even uh, fewer coming. So, yeah, uh, Knox is another guy that might already be there. His values just tumbled big time. Yeah, I I actually believe the narrative that they're going to get both of those guys on the field. Yeah, but that doesn't help Knox's potential of scoring fantasy points at all. Uh, and, and Knox will catch a touchdown here and there and finish as a tight end one in, in specific weeks. I completely agree with that. But to be able to identify those weeks is going to be so difficult. I, I completely agree that Knox is, if he isn't already a roster clogger, he might only be a few games away from becoming one because it's, it's going to be impossible for us that play weekly dynasty fantasy football to click his name. Uh, I listed another tight end on mine, and, and this one might be might be a little bit surprising to some. It's it's Dalton Schultz. I think the change from uh, Dallas 
across the state, I guess, to Houston, that, that doesn't bode well for Dalton Schultz, especially for his long-term prospects. Schultz really made his hay in Dallas as that short to intermediate target. And maybe that, that plays out well in Houston for these first couple of years with C.J. Stroud, who's going to want that tight end blanket to be able to, to toss the ball too quickly and get the ball out of his hands. But I don't think he's long for, for, for the kind of production he's had in Dallas over the last few seasons. It feels like Schultz, uh, is, who's always really been a fringe tight end one in the fantasy game, is going to be lucky to finish weeks in that range at this point with all these young up-and-comers that that have that ability to stretch the field, make big plays, and, and score touchdowns, honestly. Schultz, in a worse offense with a downgrade at quarterback, uh, that, that doesn't feel great. He's a future roster clogger because he was pr- so productive in Dallas for a couple years there. Um, if we had to go to the running back position, I wrote one name down, Ryan. It was Antonio Gibson. Because we all liked Antonio Gibson there for a year or two when he was real young and had all the pass catching prowess and all that upside. And all it took was Brian Robinson to to really make him a afterthought in the offense. He's getting close to roster clogger already. It's hard to start Antonio Gibson. I, I, I'm getting caught again in the, in the Antonio Gibson hype. So um, maybe I'm buying back in, but uh, I'm, I'm not ready to give up on him yet. It, it's just so tough with running backs again, because they, I mean, they essentially just recycle around the league, right? I mean, we see these guys bounce around um, looking at, the running. Yeah, and they're always one injury away from being a starter for a few weeks and getting volume. Yeah, our, our buddy Scott Connor, uh, a DLF says any uh, any RB on a fifty three, like any running back that's yeah. on an active roster, essentially has fantasy relevance. Certainly has dynasty relevance uh, because they could be, uh, you know, as you just said, an injury away from from playing. Um, we, we we listed this guy, or I, I was thinking about this guy as a current roster clogger. If he's not already, he certainly is very soon. Uh, Quarter L. Patterson, the the veteran receiver running back for the the Falcons. I'm I'm interested to see how they use those three running backs now. Of course, Patterson, Algier, and and obviously Bijan Robinson. I, I I feel like I know how they should use them, but I'm not confident that that's what we'll see. Um, so I'm. Not really sure what to expect from from Patterson, but obviously it's it's not going to be great. How about this name, Devin Singletary, another Houston te- Texan who's right now in our ADP has has a high enough ADP that that people dynasty managers are picking him and and at least expecting to consider him every week. Uh, or at least during bye weeks, he has an ADP of one sixty five down there at RB twenty three. Ryan Singletary, he's he's behind Damian Pierce, you would imagine. Singletary was never really a, a huge piece of that Buffalo offense. He was he was just a complimentary part of their of their passing game and sometimes running game. Do you think Singletary is long for for staying off the roster clogger list? No, that's a good one. Uh, RB fifty three actually is Singletary. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, not not a not a top twenty four guy. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Singletary's a, a, is he is a good call here. I mean it 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 really told us all we needed to know that 
that Buffalo let him go. And then, uh, you know, Houston is kind of where he had to settle in as, as the backup to Damian Pierce. So yeah, Singletary is a good one. Again, maybe, maybe not even a future. He might be a current roster clogger that, that guy you can't start and has no trade value. That, that might hold true with those guys that are unsigned right now too. Zeke and Leonard Fournette and Kareem Hunt. Maybe you can even put Delvin into that conversation. They're, they're close. It's, it's sad. Uh, These were, these were guys we were building rosters around not that long ago, but uh, unless they find the right, right situation and do it quick, these guys are, are getting real close to this roster clogger list for sure. Uh, I think we exhausted the list of roster clock. It really makes kind of a sour episode. <laughs> That's what We're I was thinking. About yeah, we... the, the worst things to to have on your roster. That's brutal. But uh, hopefully Matt's back soon, and and he can bring some some fizzle, some spark uh, to the show. Uh, for Ryan, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening to this episode of the DLF Dynasty Podcast. We hope to catch you again next week. Thank you for listening to the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Please remember to rate and review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.